Hello, everybody. It's Jack and Lizzie here from the Catholic Banter Podcast. Say hello, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. Yeah, that's really not how saying hello works, but not to worry. Um, We've (laughs) noticed that what you guys are doing right now is you guys are kind of going back to the beginning and listening to the old episodes of the Catholic Banter Podcast. That's okay. That's That's a natural thing to do. Yeah. If you want to watch Game of Thrones, you know, you don't start at season seven, you go back to the beginning. That's fine. You want to be a purist about this, but do us a favor. Because you see, back then, we hadn't quite got the audio editing right and the sound kind of sounds a bit rubbish. Uh, We were big old newbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got it much better now. But what you're about to listen to is the very early episodes when it wasn't great. So kind of bear with us and kind of remember that the audio quality gets better as we go along. And now here is one of the early episodes of the Catholic Banter podcast. Thanks for listening. Right, okay, so possibly the most depressing episode of the podcast we've ever done. (laughs) No, we're here to bring a ray of hope, Jack. Ray of hope. (laughs) You join us live from the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right, should we do this? Let's. (laughs) Three, two, one, go. Hello and welcome once again to the Catholic Banter Podcast. I'm still Jack Regan. I'm still Lizzie Wakeling. And it's a kind of a weird time, isn't it, Lizzie? It absolutely is. We um, we had worked really hard on putting a plan together of things we were going to chat about, topics that we were going to cover. There was a nice rolling structure to it so that there was a flow. And then something happened, didn't it, Jack? It did, yes. The basically the the apocalypse began, and uh, <laughs> actually, no, I shouldn't I shouldn't, shouldn't be joke. melodramatic. We That's joke. It's very no, we sad. Shouldn't joke. Um, but yeah, coronavirus or COVID nineteen, as it's formerly known, um, has arrived. So we thought what we'd do instead of sticking to our nice organised arranged plan, we thought we'd have a bit of a chat this session about what it means to be a Catholic Christian at this time, what we can do to be um, good sons and daughters of God at this time, how we can love God and how we can love neighbour through this crisis. So, yeah. um, Oh, and love ourselves too, because that might get tricky as well, I guess, with all this social distancing. Yeah, and and that is really, really important. Um, We should just point out before we start that once again we're doing this over Skype. Um, Actually, every podcast is happening over Skype at the minute, so we're not, uh, for once, we're not special. Um, But we're doing this over Skype, and we're doing it kind of on a bit of a shoestring, so if the sound quality isn't exactly perfect, we're sure you'll forgive us, because you'll see through that to the awesome quality and banter of the podcast. (laughs) Let's hope so. (laughs) Or something like that. Yeah, so this is the problem. This is the problem. Um, Yeah, the world's kind of coming to bits. I mean, I'm a big football fan, and um, I kind of... It started really for me that I started really noticing it in a big way because a lot of football matches were getting uh, getting delayed. And then Mm. I thought, oh, that's not really on. I hope it doesn't kind of mess up the football season. And then in the last week, it's got so much bigger than football, hasn't it? It's just got... Even even mass (laughs) is cancelled. Even mass is cancelled. And I think... Um, I was so sad. I was so sad, Jack. I um I went to weekday mass on that Friday that was the last Friday um, where mass was going to be public. And, you know, it was just the usual weekday mass crowd. It wasn't a big crowd, but we were all sitting, you know, two metres apart. And um, I honestly, it was, I just, I felt so distraught at the fact that I wasn't going to be able to receive my Lord in that way for I don't know mm. how long. 
Um, and then it kind of dawned on me that actually, oh my goodness, what about our poor priests? You know, um, yes, it's going to be tough for us not to be with our communities, but our clergy, you know, if they don't have family and that kind of thing, their their parish community are their family, and they're they're being taken away from them, and they potentially could be quite isolated. So, um, I've been praying for them a lot too. Um, because I think that's really important because they're continuing to say mass for us. Um, and at this stage, it looks like they're preparing for the most joyous um, season of all, the, the Easter Triduum. And it looks like they'll be doing that on their own as well at this stage. So, yeah, it's they're really at the front of my mind at the moment, our, our wonderful, wonderful priests. Um, because, you know, it, this is a huge part of their life has just suddenly completely drastically changed and turned on its head. Um, like like all of us, really, but for them in a very particular way, I would imagine. So, Lizzie, what, what did you do for Mass this Sunday? Because I think one thing that's kind of interesting about this time is we have a range of options. I mean, they're all online options and none of them are as good as actually being in a church and receiving Jesus. But what what did you do? Do you know what? I, um, I went virtually with my mum. So we arranged that we would watch the same um, live stream of the same mass at the same time um, so we were like texting beforehand she's going oh I'm in my pew I can't see you ha 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 and like I say uh, you know I lit a candle um, and put it by the tv and kind of tried to really kind of create an app different to just slobbing out on the sofa um, in front of the tv um, and I you know and it was Father Peter Andrews at St Dunstan's in Woking in Surrey um and it was lovely and you know i was saying the responses and you know for once the dog could come to mass with me so that was nice um you know and i stood up and i knelt down and i sat when i was supposed to and then i'd prearranged that i'd have a video chat with my mum straight after mass because obviously it was mother's day as well so that was a bit weird because normally my mum and i do go to mass together and then we have a coffee after mass yeah. and we have a chat so once mass had finished we, uh, I put the kettle on and I video called my mum and we had a coffee after mass and a chat. So we tried to keep it as nice oh, and normal nice. as possible, really. Um, but yeah, it, it was strange, but also felt quite intimate to be able to have mass in your own home in a way. What about you? What did you get up to? Basically, I um, we knew that obviously we were going to be doing something live streamed on the internet. And so I kind of searched around for the best stream and we decided the night before we were going to go with the with Walsingham, okay, yeah. the shrine, because they had a whole program of stuff, morning prayer, mass, and then a talk. And I loaded their their stream up just before mass, and their stream was next to Aww. useless. Um, we just it just it just kept freezing. I guess a lot of people must have been on it. I guess it was a popular yeah. option, but it didn't work. So I found um, a guy, um, a priest in Canada. I can't remember his name. I'll put it in the description. Um, one of the companions of the cross, like uh, like the guy that's taken over at St. Benedict's in Halifax. So they're a fantastic order. And uh, it was just this guy, quite a young guy. Um, he just said mass really beautifully. It was really, really nice. But it was recorded. So me and Gillian decided that next week we want we want to get a live stream rather than a recorded one because there's a kind of that element of we're doing this yeah, as it happens yeah. we're it with other people and so that's, on. that's what I wanted to go for because people have been kind of saying oh you know there's the Robert Barron word on fire ones you can watch daily and that and I was like it's not the same you know it's it's about that sacrifice happening at that time and being a part of that you know then that's really important yeah yeah no, absolutely 
Although, interestingly, though, the Eucharist is outside of time. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm inside of time, so I need that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's just interesting because apparently when the priest holds up the host, yeah. okay, the host that he's holding up is exactly the same host that every priest since the dawn of time has ever held up. And when I was told that, I just kind of had this image of a priest holding up a host and then millions of other hands um african hands asian hands hands from this century hands from the first century just millions I of love hands that. across time and space just holding out this host because it's the same host so yeah it's ex so it's exactly the same host and it's exactly the same host you've received and yeah i think that's really oh. cool although i'm i'm open to someone who knows their sacramental theology telling me that i might have got that a little bit wrong but i'm fairly sure that i'm fairly sure that's correct. yeah i kind of want to know more about that to be honest with you yeah, it's it's called anamnesis, the past becoming present. Oh, interesting. If yeah, any of our listeners know any more about that, cool. um, please feel free to um, get in contact with us and let us know. How can they get in contact with us, Jack? Uh, they can tweet us at Catholic Bants. Basically, that's the best way to do it, Is isn't it? it, really? If you don't want to send us a big public message, then um, send me a direct message. That's absolutely fine. Or send us a direct yes. message because we've both got the password to that Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yeah. I think one thing that's interesting about this time, about this online masses, is I was saying to Jilly that you, we now have a kind of a, a huge array of masses. And actually, people are going to pick the ones they think are going to be really, really good. And actually, you know, with the greatest of respect to my parish priest, who's actually, he's a really, really great guy. But the preaching that was I was looking at on Sunday from this guy was actually really, really exceptional. Mm. And... Um, I think it's going to give people a kind of an interesting look at what's happening in the Catholic world because I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced God's going to bring some good out of this time. I'm thoroughly convinced that the yeah. world and the church is going to come back stronger. Amen. Um, I mean, one of the things I sort of wanted to chat about um, on this episode was kind of God in the suffering. And, you know, we know from the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that God works in the most extreme cases of suffering and from those extreme cases of suffering comes the greatest joy comes the greatest achievements come you know and yeah. so yes this is a really really dark time but you know as christians we're called to have hope within that because we know that god works through that you know um and can bring great wonderful amazing fruits from this kind of situation and and the worse the situation the greater the 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 fruits um so i yeah i have great hope that he's going to work through this definitely definitely absolutely and i i yeah i mean whew, there's so much to say about that I, I i really think that the church is in need of a moment of kind of renewal at the minute a moment where it will come to realize that actually it has problems that it needs to look at that it's not really looking at at the minute and I wonder if this might be it. I mean, one thing that um, Jilly, my wife, was saying as well is that she's worried that when mass is back on, there'll be people that just don't come back. I believe that to be true. I was having similar thoughts myself that actually I think people will get out of the habit. And for people that mm. who it is just a habit and they don't really kind of, yeah. you know, have that deep connection, they'll get out of the habit of it and they just won't come back, which I think mm. is really sad. But sorry, I interrupted you. What were you going to say about those people? Um, pretty much mm. that, really. I mean, I th and I think actually if 
because at the church at the minute we have a problem you know we are hemorrhaging people and we're not really willing to do anything about it um we're just making little tweaks and i think there needs to come that kind of moment where we are brought so low that we think we have to do something new and this this might be it. well i was i was i mean i've been having so many beautiful whatsapp conversations with so many different groups of people that um you know i've known for various reasons because i've done pilgrimages with them or because um you know they do similar things to i that i do working with young people and so we're all reaching out and connecting to each other and offering each other support and offering each other encouragement and i was saying on one of these groups earlier that um this is teaching me an amazing amount of humility that actually you know i thought i had a plan and i was like yeah this is really really cool i know what i'm doing in my job i know what i'm doing in my life and all of a sudden it's all just gone is you know and I cannot be the only person that feels that way that, oh my goodness, like I've just hit this brick wall and and I have to be humble and kind of accept that there is, that there is so much that's bigger than me. And I guess my prayer at this time is that when people hit that kind of wall of almost despair of like, I really thought I knew what I was doing and Mm. now it's all been taken away from me, that actually they that's when god reaches out to you do you know when you're at your lowest that's when you yeah. will turn to god when you don't have um those distractions in life that that lead you away from him so um yeah that's my prayer that he'll work in that way too that all these people that are looking for meaning in in within themselves and within their just their confines of their home will actually find god um yeah yeah, it's interesting as well. I mean, on the individual level, I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, the typical questions about why why this suffering, where's God in the suffering? And oh, so standards. Let's deal with those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's. I think that's one aspect of it is this idea of, you know, if there's a God, how can there be sure. all this suffering? And I kind of, to be honest, I kind of roll my eyes and yawn at that question these days because it's kind of... I feel it's kind of been done to death, but the problem is, for a lot of no, people, it hasn't been no, done it to hasn't death. A lot at of people all. still have that question. It, it's it, it's it's very much still there, and I, I think the problem is, is it's abused by you know people like Stephen Fry kind of trot it out, and I mean, there, and there is an answer. You know, theology has an answer, but it's not an easy answer to give people when they're at their no. lowest. You know, yeah. I mean, I guess the answer is that we live in a fallen yeah. world. Um, you know, the 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 one of the most important points of our faith is that god Mm. created us um we had free will because of free will we had sin because of sin we live in a fallen and an imperfect world jesus has redeemed Mm. that world you know jesus has redeemed creation if we choose to Mm. follow him but actually we are still at the minute pilgrims in this fallen world um and let me just say as well that we get that from genesis um the church teaches these days that you can accept genesis as being literal truth or you can accept it as being kind of allegorical i go with, i go with the second yep. one of those but whatever whichever one of those you accept it still contains important oh my goodness yes about creation and the fall so we live in a fallen world and i think what you what you get and this is certainly the stephen fry approach is you then get people saying well you know what about the very worst things you know and the thing that always comes up is you know children and cancer and so on you know what about childhood cancer why how could a loving god allow that and actually my answer and i would never ever deploy this answer to someone who'd 
just been through something like that because it's just you know it's not <laughs> it's not the time for words it wouldn't go in but i mean my answer is that actually if we live in a fallen world um god allows that because he allows our free will and actually if god got rid of everything that was bad then he'd get rid of our mm. free will now people will then say well why can't he just get rid of the very very worst things like childhood cancers the problem with that is you get rid of that something else becomes the yeah. very worst thing like i don't know let's say yeah. heart attacks then people will say oh but why can't we get rid of that you get rid of that car crashes become the worst thing you get rid of that it goes down and down and down until eventually people are saying oh but why do i have to stub my toe how could a loving god allow that <laughs> sorry you know, i shouldn't laugh so I think, but that was a brilliant example <laughs> no <laughs> but but that the point is something always yeah. has to be the worst thing and actually th this is consequences of the fall this is consequences yeah. of free will and actually even atheist philosophers say that if there is a god who allows free will then it makes sense that there is suffering um but another thing I always say as well, I'm sort of putting on my apologetic hat here, is that actually if there was no God, we wouldn't be aware that these things were bad in the first place because we would have no good and bad. Oh, yes. We're getting to mere Christianity territory there, aren't we? Yes. Oh, good yes. C.S. Yes, Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Who puts it much better than <laughs> I could, of course. Um, yeah. But I think... But the interesting thing is one thing I'm learning as I get older is that because um, I'm 42 now. Oh, no, it's terrible. Um, one thing I'm learning as I get older <laughs> is that um, actually, you know, when people are in difficult situations, going up to them and saying, well, this is the official answer. This is a clever bit of logic that I learned in my degree. You know, there you go. Have that. And then walking off. It of course not. <laughs> of course not. Well, it took me a long time to learn that, if I'm honest. And, uh, <laughs> okay, maybe it's not know. that obvious. Um, but that kind of brings me back to what I said at the start about what can we do to love our neighbour in this time when there are people that are suffering, when there are people that are afraid, there are people yeah. that are scared, there are people that are anxious. How can we, you know, if we can't theorise with them and tell them exactly why they're in this situation, which, I, you know, we've just established is not a good idea, how can we reach out to them? What can we do to kind of show them God's love so that when they come to understand that they are loved, they can maybe then begin to grapple with kind of those bigger questions? What what kind of yeah, things can we do? That's the thing. That's the thing, isn't it? They need to see the face of God and the love of God before they yeah. hear the logic. Um, yeah, let's let's take it in turns. Let's take it in turns. I'll suggest let's. one, you suggest one. Okay. What we can do, I think, is we can make sure that we stay connected yeah. to people, especially our elderly relatives. We can make sure that we are Skyping them or WhatsApp messaging them every day. We can write letters. We can phone them. If we've got neighbours, we can chat to them over the garden fence. We can connect with people in whatever way we can and just ask them how they are and love them and just see if we can do anything for them and just, if appropriate, tell them that we're praying mm -hmm. for them. Your go. My go. Um, so um, I think it's quite a good time to try and engage a positive social media. I'm seeing a lot of this already that people are really kind of trying to put encouraging posts out. I mean, there's still a lot of memes going around with, you know, comedy stuff. But, um, you know, I'm trying to put some content out, out there that's more constructive. And, you know, um, I mean, I've, I asked, I said, I'm, I've praying for the priest at the moment i asked a clergy friend to actually write a prayer for priests so i've um, put that out there so that other people can pray for priests too and just be a bit creative about 
um, the kind of things we normally put on social media and kind of extend that a little bit so that it encourages nourishes yeah, inspires uh, and lifts people up rather than you know just the normal stuff that you get out there your go brilliant i think what we should do is we should pray for and do everything we can to help um people in the mm-hmm. nhs um your former colleagues um people in the emergency services people who are out there fighting this i mean i i um i have no work on at the minute all of my training courses have been cancelled so um i have the luxury of just being able to sit at home and not putting myself in much risk there are nurses and doctors every day who are going into hospitals where the virus actually is with minimal protection i think we should pray for them we should love them we should do everything we can to support them and i think actually we should also follow the advice and stay indoors so that we're not putting people like that at further risk is there a patron saint of healthcare workers i i I know saint luke is the patron saint of doctors as in luke the evangelist because he was a doctor um, I don't know if he covers all of them, but he's a good guy to pray to. Certainly, we should uh, do that. Or, sorry, a good guy to ask him to pray for them. Intercession. intercession. Um, St Agatha, oh, thanks to Google, St Agatha of Sicily is the patron saint of nurses. Um, oh, yeah. nice. So, yeah, maybe go away, have a Google, and pick some patron saints that you want to pray to um, for their intercession to, to watch over the people. Um, St Michael, I think, is police officers, isn't he? Um, yeah, yep. so that could be another thing. Also, kind of pick a saint. Um, oh, now my sister said they were pray- in her convent. They're praying to Saint Rock, R O C H, because he's the patron saint of pestilence. <laughs> Obviously, getting okay. rid of pestilence, not bringing yeah, pestilence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not looking out for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pray to him by all means. Just go mad with all the saints. Um, something I'm doing is because uh, we're very lucky that we've got a little garden um, but the people that live you know uh, above us in the flats don't what we're doing is we're having a socially distant cup of tea once a day so they're all working from home so what we're doing is they're they're bringing their own cups of tea or whatever um, and coming and sitting in chairs that I've put two metres apart so that we're all kind of catching up and seeing each other and um, just staying in touch and letting them have some fresh air and some sunshine and stuff because uh, I think that's really important too, isn't it? So kind of for your mental well-being and for your, um, like you're getting your vitamin D and you know, all, all those kind of health benefits of, of getting a bit of fresh air um, and kind of staying a bit social with people as well, I think is really good for you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, the the interesting thing is, I mean, uh, I, th- I know I've mentioned this before on the pod, but our Catholic theology tells us that we are essentially social. In other words, we are built and we are made to have relationships with other people, to make friends of other people, to draw closer to other people. It's part mm. of who we are. A lot of the kind of atheist communist theories of the last century told us that we are what we call contingently social. In other words, every man is an island and we only mix with people because we mm. need to. But actually, Catholic theology says, no, we are essentially mm. social. We mm. need other people. And at the minute, we're being cut off from that. We're being cut off from communion. We're being cut off from being able to build the kingdom. So actually, any ways that we can find to do that, to reach out, I think, yeah, hugely important. Do you think that makes kind of like FaceTime or video calling better than a normal phone call or a text message? Because it gives you an extra connection. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say voice is better than text. And I would say 
uh, face is better than just voice. I mean, if, if all you can do is text someone, then that's better than nothing. But yeah, I think seeing someone and hearing someone, it's more of a human mm, connection. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Why? What were we talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were, I don't know, really. I think we would, we would go back and forth with ideas, but I think yeah. we've got a good set there. One thing, one thing I wanted to do before we leave, um, before we knock this on the head, is we were talking about this a little bit at the start. Um, I... Um, as I've mentioned, I've got a training business at the minute. I do a lot of first aid. Another thing I do is I do mental health. I do a lot of training around mental health um, on behalf of Youth Mental Health First Aid England, and I do some of my own packages as well. Mental health is something that means a lot to me. I think it's a really important area. It's something that the world is getting better at, but needs to get better at still. Um, and I'm a little bit worried because I think this time isn't great for people's mental health because there's a lot of negativity around. There's a lot of worries around. People are going to be worried about people. And um, isolation really isn't good for mental health. So I've come up with a short okay. list. This is by no means an okay. exhaustive list. This may not even be the best ideas. But I've come up with a few things people can do to look after Brilliant. their mental health. Okay. Number one, we've mentioned this already, but connect with people. I know that's hard when we're not allowed to, but we can Skype people. We can voice, um, sorry, we can FaceTime people. We can write letters to people if we want to go old school. Can we write letters? Is paper um, contagious? Oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, no, don't write letters. Don't write letters. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Stick to electronic stuff. <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a good if point. You're, if you're licking an envelope with your saliva and you've got the bug, I think maybe that's probably not a good yeah. idea for the post office staff. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know what I was, you know what I was thinking today is actually thank God for the internet. Because, I mean, I'm a... I'm getting a bit sort of fed up with the internet these days and I'm trying to sort of live life more in the real world. But, oh, wow, how much harder would this be if it wasn't yeah. for the internet? Yeah, it would be awful. I mean, it's a, I mean, you can order your food on the internet, you can talk to people on the internet, find information, watch TV. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. Anyway, um, the second one I've put is to have a focus because I think at a time like this, especially if you're just sitting around a little bit listless, it's good if you can think of something to do. So have yep. a project. I mean, in our house, I've sort of set myself a few DIY projects. I'm also trying to, uh, I'm also trying to learn a computer programming language. It's very geeky, but it's, it's a focus. I'm also doing a lot to kind of, yeah, exactly. I'm also trying to do lots and lots and lots of my family. My family, of course, are my main focus. Um, the third one I've come up with is mm -hmm. exercise. Um, it's well proven that exercise is good not only for your physical health but for your mental health. So, you know, get up, walk around, even if it's just walking around the house more often. If you're lucky enough to have a garden, go out into the garden. Um, going outside, connected to that, is also very important. Um, we're restricted on how much we can go outside, but we are allowed to go for walks as long as we stay two metres away from other people. Um, we shouldn't go out to national parks and tourist spots, that kind of thing. But we can walk around our local area and we probably should. Um, manual tasks. So any kind of manual work uh, like, you know, today I was tidying out the garage. Yesterday I was shifting all this furniture in here that I'm currently sat around. Um, yeah, what's next? Um, it's also, I think, a good idea to be careful where we get yep. our news from. Because there's a lot of yep. rubbish on the internet. There's a lot of scary stuff, a lot of myths. I think we need to get our news from places like yep. the NHS um, or you oh, know, the health authorities in whatever I've country an, you're in. Yeah, I've got an uncle that just sends out random stuff that he finds. And it's just, you're like, 
would you just stop it? That's such fake news. And it's just horrendous. It's horrendous. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You've got to, got to find a, re- a reputable source for your information. Yeah. So if you're in the UK, get your information from the NHS. If you're in the US, get your information from the CDC. Um, there's other stuff in your own countries, I'm sure. Um, I'm, I'm being a bit positive there. I'm actually, we've got listeners from outside the UK. I doubt we have. <laughs> I've also put down that we need to minimise what we call unhelpful coping right. strategies. Everybody has coping strategies to relieve mm-hmm. stress. Um everybody has some bad coping strategies that's fairly normal we shouldn't beat ourselves up for it but if we are always coping with stress by i don't know picking up a bottle of booze or taking prescription medication or just sitting alone and kind of dwelling on it then you know that's not great so try for the more positive coping strategies which is the stuff i'm talking about here really um the next thing on the list is pray Prayer is brilliant. You know, we can all be better mm-hmm. at praying. So much good stuff on uh, the internet about praying. I really like a site called Orthodox Prayer, all about how the Orthodox pray. It's fantastic. Um, if you want me to recommend a book, there's a great book called The Power of the Name by Callistos Ware, all about the Jesus Prayer. Very, very good book. But yeah, we can, you know, we can all use this as a time to yeah, get Yeah, um, like I was prayer. saying, I'm, I'm, you know, some of the WhatsApp groups that I belong to have kind of kicked off a little bit again in the last few days. And something that one, has come up on one of them is picking a prayer, a time to pray when you know other people in the group are praying. So again, that brings that connection yeah. um, of, you know, we're saying the divine office together at the same time every day. Um, or, um, you know, we were chatting earlier about attending the same virtual mass at the weekend because that would be really nice to know that you're going yeah. with your friends, you know. So you can combine that prayer with other people to kind of really know that you're still a part of the community of of the church that church you know it's a real opportunity to understand that church is not the building it's the people um so kind of really making an effort to pray with others um i think that's you know yeah two birds with one stone there get your prayer on your your connection (laughs) win-win definitely definitely yeah And and that's my list i mean there's other things we can do to look after ourselves but i think that's if we can start with those things and do some others then i think that's absolutely yeah. brilliant um i think i think that's probably it for this podcast it was never going to be a no long one, was and it? we're clearly not the experts no. um but we just wanted to address it because it's just so obvious um can i finish with um a reflection that was written by um father stephen Orthiger, who's a benedictine monk um and he wrote this um because he's the He's the chaplain for the school chaplains um, in our diocese. And he wrote this as kind of support for them. Um, And he was reflecting on the words um, in the Gospel of John. In the world, you will have trouble, but be brave. I have overcome the world. Jesus says, when the going gets tough. He says, when, not if. He offers us victory, not escape. A way through not a way around. He does not want us to be overcome by the hardship we experience. He wants us to keep our poise, our balance. Two of the images he uses, the house built on rock withstands the storm. The spring of water within the believer makes the journey through the desert survivable. So Jesus is the rock and he is the spring. If we are united with him, we keep our poise, we maintain our balance. 
A man can bear all things, provided he possesses Christ Jesus dwelling with him as his friend and affectionate guide. Christ gives us help and strength, never deserts us, and is true and sincere in his friendship. And that's a quote from St. Teresa of Avila. Jesus is present to us internally and externally, i.e. in the depth of our hearts and in other people. We connect with this twofold Christ by personal prayer and by outreach. So in personal prayer, we are like the Samaritan woman. We engage with the traveller at the well. And in as our outreach, we engage with other people and allow them to engage with us. Jesus touches us through them and they them through us. We and they need each other. Um, and then he goes on to quote Professor Carol Sikora by saying that loneliness is a killer. The psychological morbidity of isolation is profound. Lack of communication, boredom and social isolation can lead to deep depression, making people question the value of their lives. There is only so much daytime TV and so many box sets the mind can take without going mad. How splendid that the Italians have been singing and playing music to each other from their balconies. How wonderful that neighbours in a Brighton suburb have formed a WhatsApp group to reach out to each other. Christ is in that singing. Christ is in that use of technology. Come, Lord Jesus. So I guess we finish with a prayer to say, Lord Jesus, be in everything we do, no matter how restricted it is compared to our normal daily lives. Help us find you in our isolation, in our separation, so that we know we are never really alone because you are always with us, our rock and our spring. Give us the strength to help where we can, the inspiration to come up with creative ways to reach out but most of all comfort us in our distress at this time when we are worried about those we love and the future of our precious world well glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning is now and ever, ever shall, shall be world without, without end amen, amen.